girl walks home alone at night. Was it everything that you wanted it to be? Yeah. Cause, cause of it, cause of your Persian heritage. Yeah. Did you see Iran and go, Oh, I, my blood comes from there. I did. Yeah. I was like, that's the base of my being. That's the base. That's a nice solid yeah. base. Lived up to the, everyone in Iran is, Iran is beautiful. So far. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. It has really good eyebrows. You've bone got structure. Really good eyebrows. Really good bone structure. Thank you. Really good hair. Thank you. Thick, beautiful hair. Not fair. Also, your curls are looking excellent. Thank you. That's because you see them freshly showered now. Ah. Yeah. I still have to figure out. I figured out how to do this. I have to figure out how to take care of curls second day and third day because that's when it all goes to shit. And I know there's a method and I just don't know what it is yet. Don't you just put like more conditioner in? Uh, maybe. I mm. don't know. Mm. Everything i've tried so far is doesn't go well and i'm not gonna wash my hair every day yeah no and sometimes i just get it wet to restore the curls and then it just looks oily dry shampoo is the answer to that i'm not really sure if only there was a worldwide net of some, of some kind. sort that yeah. just where people shared information yeah yeah that would be really convenient that would be helpful and dick pics you know what oh, i want to see more dick, dick pics yeah i don't don't do that don't send those to me no thank you no thank you Girl walks home alone at night. Girl walks home alone at night. I got nothing to say. I don't either. It was so great. It'd be a fucking boring ass podcast today. Yeah, everybody wants us to fight. They listen to us fighting and they loved it. So we just have to go at each other. Yeah, we're two weeks behind. So we just got done launching the Nilsson episode. Nilsson broke the bloodsuckers. And everyone's like, that was your best episode they ever. Loved it. And Casey and I were really thoroughly convinced. We just yelled at you. I mean, we literally did. I it cut, was a real fight. I cut 20 minutes. Did you cut 20 minutes off the fight? I, cut, I was listening to it and I was like, it feels like there's a a lot gone but I, I wasn't really sure because i i don't remember what we talk about it wasn't really the fighty part it was the talking through our feelings at the end and crying mm. part oh yeah i didn't I, cry as much that is correct yeah i didn't cry as much on the podcast as i did in real life yeah like we talked about it and i was listening to it and went no no that's our personal talking apology mm. We, they get it. You did so well. It was edited very well. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. I was listening to Talk Dirty to Me. I was listening to the episode Talk Dirty to Me. What's that? Oh, my God. What is that? That's our other podcast. That is our other podcast. That's one of our three podcasts. From Little Renegade Films. Yeah. The place where you can do other things. Yeah. Like, listen to Talk Dirty to Me, mm -hmm. a podcast about kink fetish and sex where four different friends with four different perspectives on kink fetish and sex you talk know, dirty to one another you know what i really like what i really like the movie worthy woman which is all about famous women in history oh, is it and they're badass stories that haven't like been told or have been told but haven't been like told, told. well or authentically yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that one. That one's a good one, too. Here's what your Christmas present can be to me, everyone. What? While Bloodsuckers and Talk Turgy Me will get like upwards of 25 to 50 to 75 downloads a week. And we mean that in the thousands because we're very popular. <laughs> uh, Movie Worthy Woman gets like two. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. go over there. Yeah. Subscribe to Movie Worthy Woman. They're short. They're sweet. They're super funny and cute and informative. We're going to work on it. We're going to work on it. We'll figure it out. We're going to get it. We'll figure it we're out. We're going to figure out a way to get love over there. Yeah. Oh, Patreon. What's that? Oh my god, Patreon is a site where you can um support artists that you really like. Like by, little little renegade like little films. Renegade films. Like yeah. little renegade films. Because you know, it's a whole production house that produces podcasts and web series and other sweet tweets tweets. <laughs> other, other sweet tweets. Other sweet tweets. Yeah. And we take your patronage and yeah. we throw it towards the people who do uh, work for us to help us get all our podcasts and web series done. Yeah. And it goes towards supporting our other artistic endeavors to bring you awesome content. Yeah. We don't have ads on this. And if you're listening to advertisements while you're listening to little renegade it's lies because we haven't 
sold any ads ads. at all. If you're listening to this and you've been listening to this, you you. should throw some money our way because we take time and effort to make this for you, you ungrateful fuck. That's not true. We don't feel that way about you, Sarah Marie. Sorry. Or you can make a one-time donation on Little Renegades Films. Mm -hmm. LittleRenegadeFilms.com Because we're going to have a lot of sexy content. Oh my gosh. We're going to have so much sexy content. I'm doing Talk Dirty to Me. There's a Patreon thing I do called Casey Tries It where I just... Casey do, Tries Casey It. Casey Tries It. Where Casey just tries. Um, just tries every kink possible that we talk about on the podcast without sex. There will be no sex sex happening but like for needle play i will let somebody try that to me and i'll try it to somebody else for, for if we can, if i can find an expert who's like yes i will walk you through that so i'm going to do my best to get video content for that and post it up there so there's gonna be some good stuff yeah it's gonna be a figging competition and i already got content on spanking of which i've seen a little bit of it and it is spicy spicy here's the thing i know we're gonna get big like i know this yeah. As I've said before, you want to get in early so that we can love you more than we're going to love those late joiners. We love our late joiners. We I'm not them. saying we don't. I'm just saying we're going to love the people that come in now. We want to show you some gratitude. So we're going to figure out a way to do that. So, so join. Like, you know who I love the most? Who? She's up in the Discord, y'all. Our Discord is hot and sexy and active. Just yep. so you know, it's a good time. I love Evie the most. Oh, yeah. Right? I love everybody, but Evie is somewhere else in the world, and she had no relation to us before, and she's the first person who popped in that we didn't know who was like, I love your podcast, and joined the Patreon. Yeah. So thank you, Evie. Yeah. Uh, but like, I love everybody. I love everybody. We have a lot of sexy, sexy friends on here. We have amazing friends on here. And thank you for being here. I and, love you. And they're incredible, and we love them. But also, Evie, I love I love you the most. I love everybody equally, but I'm very grateful for Evie. I want to thank Casey, Sammy, E for being the good and benevolent benevolent ruler of the two of us so i can be a stone cold (laughs) asshole right now stone cold asshole (laughs) guess everyone else you could come to me Uh uh-huh you can come to me too i'm very grateful i mean you you should run over to casey because she's gonna have the figging videos and the the (laughs) spanking videos meanwhile in my little corner right i'm gonna be like hey i like vampires Oh my God, what if for the figging competition video, anybody through the end of time that sees that can do figging and film it? You don't have to show us your butts or anything, but like do figging and record it. And oh, I like love that. whoever beats the time, like we'll have our time. It'll probably be Stephanie will win. And then you can try to beat her time. Anyways, this is a different podcast. This, this, this is different. The Bloodsuckers has just turned into a giant ad for Patreon and everything else that we do. Well, it's because the listening. It's because the movie was so good. We got nothing to talk, <laughs> I don't about. Want to talk about. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, though. okay, hold let's on. Talk about it. Let's do this. My nose is leaking, which means I've forgotten how to breathe properly again okay do you want to take a break and get some tissue <laughs> nope okay got it love it i should go get to <laughs> no, that. No, I'm gonna go get, no i'm gonna go get tissue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're gorgeous and perfect in every way you should see me in vocal rehearsals because i literally just snort my snot back up into my body and use it to hydrate my vocal cords and other people are like uh. <laughs> i'm like it's just my vocal tech do you know what my goals are for 2023 what being sexier done so hard <laughs> a girl walks home alone at night nothing so to talk good. about i i well here we go we can start here remember when we have to do the intro oh <laughs> we haven't done the intro quick just do real fast okay. song that's not fast smc song 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 Ah, song (laughs) 
Hello, it's me. It's Sarah Marie, and I'm a sucker for a good vampire film. And I'm Casey, and we all know I'm a sucker. I had, sorry, I just had Beyonce's diva run through my head because I've <laughs> been watching Homecoming apparently on a loop. And I was like, I'm a sucker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker. Oh. Like, I'm a diva. Yeah, but I can't even <laughs> sing it. <laughs> I love it. Can't even sing it properly. I'm a sucker. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> But for reals. Okay, Casey. She writes. She studies scripts. She is dedicated and determined and disciplined. The three big D's. And we love a big D energy. We do. And I think she's a damn genius, which is another D. And Sarah Marie is the PhD of vampires. Yeah. This bitch knows it all. Her specialty in the lore and nerdism of vampires and a lot of other occult and cult classic things is wildly impressive. The end? What? What are you looking at? I had like, a ghost? Nope. I had like three other things I was going to say. Uh, anyway, Sarah Marie knows a shit ton about vampires. This podcast huh. would be nothing about her. She's an incredible actor. Got She's thanks. very smart. She gets shit done, y'all. Aww. She gets shit done. Yeah, she is organized uh-huh. so hard. And I'm good at pooping. She's it's inspiring literally get the shit done and together we're a little run gay films a production house that creates podcasts and web series yeah we're part of it sweet treats we're part of it we're a part we're two of the smart sexy ladies of little it's Renegade true films. i think we can keep that the same though all right it works well together we got nothing to talk about today so we're just gonna workshop yeah buckle up this one's gonna be boring you want to just have a business meeting you can go over the budget <laughs> yeah let's do that <laughs> well, let's call taylor in uh-huh call steph yeah get tosing up in here yep travis donald travis can join too travis, travis executive producer anyways that's my sexy voice by the way a production house that is very good that duck one is travis good. well i'm aroused <laughs> a production house that produces podcasts and web series and other sweet, sweet treats. treats and this is blood suckers a podcast where we endeavor to watch every vampire film we can get our fangs into as super fans and filmmakers will be pumping you full of our own personal brand of heroin i.e commentary and opinions and stuff yeah so suck it up and listen in Tonight, Tonight <laughs> we sink our teeth into 2014's A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. But first, messy mouths. You, you know when you try to eat a nice clean meal, but the guy who invites you back to his place is a real creeping creeper. And so you suck on his finger and then bite his finger off and then the blood kind of smooshes all around your mouth. Yeah. And then you just eat him. Yeah. Yep. I do know that. Yeah, I know when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes our mouths get messy too. We make disgusting accidents happen. All over the place. All over the place. Not housebroken. I'm like kind of embarrassed about it, but also a little proud, you know? I don't like saying housebroken. Sounds like you broke something. House trained. House trained. There yeah. it is. This is last week's disgusting, disgusting accidents. accidents. Okay. After talking to Zach, our favorite Zach, Zach Attack, as I call him, because I'm a child of Saved by the Bell. And <laughs> Zach Attack is the coolest way to say Zach. This is in regards to our conversation about how to talk about men and, in an inclusive way. Hey, I'm still listening to that book. So you want to talk about race? I was like, oh, oh yeah. I'm very uncomfortable with realizing now that I live in a white supremacist government and that's like a really extreme thing to say but it is the truth i like that we're making men uncomfortable and pointing out the bad behavior but i think it's got to be right in that sweet spot between fun and uncomfortable to talk about the patriarchy it's gonna be fun to talk about the patriarchy i'm losing the point here drifting that's okay okay yeah we have to figure out what that is yeah but what did zach actually mean what he said well he told me he said we didn't really when we talked about his feedback we didn't really hit the mark and that 
it's okay that it makes him feel uncomfortable because uh, that discomfort is what who's Zach? I might get this wrong again. Oh my God. Let's keep getting it wrong. Let's keep getting it wrong. That, that discomfort is what brings about change. If he is responsible for his own discomfort and um, we live in a time where we can point our fingers at a lot of things that are uncomfortable and may make men really uncomfortable and feel very pointed at. And that's okay. Yeah. It needs to be talked about. And, and I will add to that. And I think I kind of said this last time too, is that if you're a good dude, you don't need to feel uncomfortable. If you're feeling uncomfortable and you feel like we're talking about you, maybe ask yourself why. Mm. Mm. Or look for opportunities to be an advocate and a feminist. Yeah. But we love our, our guys. Yeah, we do. Fuck yeah. We love They're the big D fantastic. energy. Yes. so many men in my lives that are super supportive. Oh my amazing. gosh. Waving their D's all over. Yeah. We love their D's. We love them. Beautiful. Don't want to see them, but love them. Anywho. Thank you, Zach Attack, for following up. I would see some T's though some tatays yeah i feel like if anyone like you know when they some tutas yeah when people send a dick pic chest blimps i'm like (laughs) chest blimpies when people send a dick pic i feel assaulted but if someone were to send me a boot pic i'd be like beautiful nice job nice tits yeah interesting isn't that interesting double standard would you feel the same i mean i would be taken aback but i wouldn't be taken aback and then like uh, i'd be taken aback and i'd be like oh cool what I don't know how I would. I'm trying to do this without it being a double standard. Um, Why? I would feel. Has anyone? Ever... I would feel less annoyed by boobs than yeah. by a dick. Yeah. Does anyone ever get assaulted by boobs? Men do. Do they? Oh yeah. Ladies sent hot naked selfies all the time that contain their tits. And men have a problem with this. No. Then it's but not... it's the same as sending a dick pic. No, it is not. An unsolicited tit pic. If the guy's response is, oh my gosh, I just got an unsolicited tit pic. Yes. It's different than a girl saying, please don't send me a picture of your dick. And them sending it anyways. Yeah. But the point is it was unsolicited. And yeah, she had to I say know. That after. Uh, but there's a precedent is all I'm saying. There's a precedent of women repeatedly saying, don't send me a dick pic. I don't like it. It's gross. Versus have men ever gone on the campaign in general? All men everywhere. Have you ever gone on a campaign saying, please don't send me a picture of your tits. I find it offensive and upsetting. No, that doesn't exist. No, it does not. I can't argue. Do you want to get back to Girl Walks Home Alone at night? Yeah. Vampires. Okay. That's our messy mouth. Tonight, we drink deeply of the film A Girl Walks Home alone at night synops 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 in the iranian ghost town bad city wow it's a ghost town okay it did did seem like a ghost town there wasn't a lot going on in the iranian ghost town a bad city a place that reeks of death and loneliness the town people are unaware they are being stalked by a lonesome vampire accurate accurate Accurate. it actually tells nothing of the story but just sets the tone well there's not much of a story to go on and I still vow that I don't want us to really talk a lot about story anymore. I want us to get to the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> was it not a love story? I think it was kind of a love story, but I think it was more of a loneliness story than anything. And I still think it was really a feminist story about treatment of the female in general and in Iran. I think it's interesting. Oh, you're right. I wish right? I knew more about Iran and the statement this was making. I so wanna... this is an Iranian film. Yeah. It's an entirely Iranian cast. They speak Farsi, so it was subtitled it's black and white don't know why i still hate that choice for our i loved that choice why do you hate black 
black and white i really like color oh my gosh we got into the same argument when we um were working in the editing for blood sisters it's going to be released one of these coming times and you'll find out and get first dibs if you're a patreon member what you will you will anyway not the point henry and jacob sent us one color mixed and one black and white and i was like "Ooh, black and white and casey was like no that is accurate because you like color black and white to me just looks dated to me it looks highly artistic i don't think it does you think it looks like an old-timey 1940s i also think you're leaving out a lot of the purposeful design of the picture unless you purposefully design it to be a black and white film sure but we didn't do that but a girl walks home alone at night did i think i'm pretty sure how would you know that because they shot it in black and white did they shoot it in black and white i'm gonna read the trivia first okay this is what i've decided i decided it earlier and i was gonna tell you but now we're fighting so we're fight thank god right black and white really scrambles my eggs so sheila vand played the girl arash marandi played arash and he is handsome yeah all these dudes are handsome even the guy (laughs) that had a tattoo that said sex on his neck Mm-hmm. Oh, he did Under the Shadow as well, which is another one I have to watch. It's not a vampire story. This though. film is filled with beautiful people. Yeah. Beautiful Iranian, tall, dark, and handsomes, and tall, dark, and beautifuls. Marshall Manesh played Hossein. Ho- Hossein. Sorry. Hossein. I'm going to let you say these names. I don't know why I'm trying. <laughs> Mozan Marno Played Ati, the prostitute. And then this gentleman. Dominic Reigns. Played Saeed, the pimp. And we're going to look at his picture. Hello. Is that the guy with the neck tattoo? Uh-huh. He looks different here. His he, head's not shaved. And he's not covered in face tattoos and a neck tattoo that says sex. Like a two-year-old wrote it. So weird. I'm sure it's for a reason, right? I'm sure it's like a fuck you or like a punk rock thing, but writing like die on your neck or like mm-hmm. sex or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's just edgy. I guess. I mean, it is. It is absolutely edgy, but it's also so dumb. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. I like neck tattoos, though. They're sexy. I don't know. Just not dumb ones. What's a sexy neck tattoo? There's lots of options. You've seen giant moths. Okay. All right, okay. Just art, art things. Yeah. Up, up in there. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Trivia. But no. we need to talk about the story a little more? No. Yes, a girl is a vampire in a ghost town in Iran. And apparently it's a ghost town. There's a lot of people living there. And she happenstance meets this boy, ends up killing his father, taking his cats, and then they end up leaving town together. That's it. That is it she and there's a prostitute nothing happens and everything happens yeah there's a drug dealer he gets murdered by her and then she appears to be killing bad people and terrorizing children to make them good but she just lives in this quiet town filled with badness and bad city and like for some reason is okay with this guy falling in love with her i don't know if he here's the thing this film was so artistic that it wasn't explicit that they were in love or that she returned his love or whatever well she didn't bite him and she did leave with him when he asked that's true but if you're a vampire and you said in a previous scene i'm just sad and lonely and bored and nothing ever changes and then someone says leave town with me that's a big change excellent point Aha. I don't know how old she is because they didn't explain it to us. And I'm I know- assuming she's old because she doesn't speak much. Justify that, please. She doesn't have time for the bullshit. And he's saying a lot of human bullshit fueled by emotions. Sure. Right? And she's like, I don't have time for this. So you're just silent until they say the important thing. Mm-hmm. 
this this is what this film made me think about there's a scene at the end where it's he was like run away with me and she yanks her hand away like she would never do that and then starts packing her bag and then they're in the car driving away and there's a moment where she ends up with his father's cat and she killed his father and so there's this moment of suspicion where he's like did my haughty girlfriend that i don't know is a vampire kill my junkie father who had she had a conversation with him that was like i do, I do bad, bad things. things and he's like you don't know me i do bad things anyway so they're sitting in the car and he gets out and paces in front of the car for a little bit and looks at her and then gets back in and if somebody pulled off the road and we're on a road trip i'd be like what are you doing to be fair he did walk off camera for a minute and he might have been peeing he didn't pee he didn't he might have been peeing he didn't pee he could have been in my movie he didn't pee okay for this we're gonna say he didn't pee because even if he did pee he just stood there and stared at her outside the car for a very long time yep and then got back in the car and they both looked forward for a very long time and she was never like what are you doing she was just silent and that was very uncomfortable for me it made me think about how vampires are immortals so one of the greatest powers that they have is infinite time and if you're me or any human being time is our most precious resource she doesn't have to ask him questions because this stupid moment in time is so minuscule compared to the infinity in which she lives that she doesn't need to ask about it it will just pass eventually yeah deep thought casey sammy e deep thoughts it also reminded me of promising young woman a little bit i don't know if you remember but in promising young woman carrie mulligan who plays the lead promising young woman people will say some stupid bullshit to her and she'll just look at them Mm. which is the most uncomfortable have you ever tried to do that there are certain people i do that with now just because i'm like i started doing it it's my new thing i'm like i don't want to respond i you know women are frequently somehow trained by society to laugh yep at things and like respond and i find that i was programmed that way and the more i talk to men i realize they don't do the same courtesy and sometimes they just won't respond or they don't laugh and that's fine that's just the way males uh were programmed and i was like i don't want to fake laugh or, no. or if i don't want to so i've stopped so sometimes with some people they say dumb shit and i say nothing yeah i also very much so want that practice it is challenging yeah it's really es- challenging especially when you're not in a position of power i've pulled it off as a teacher my student mm-hmm. will go blah 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 and i'll just look at them and they'll keep doing the work to figure it out mm-hmm. which is delicious and i get drunk on power that way but doing it as a person on an even playing field or even a lower status is really challenging and i want to do it yeah i want to do gr- it i want to do it okay you want to hear some trivia um i don't know how to explain what happened in this film they just, don't need guys, to know watch it you just have to watch it it's a really good vampire film oh this is what i was going to say to you i was going to say remember when i was telling you why i didn't want to watch let the right one in because i was like i've seen it and it's boring i don't want to watch it again and then i watched it and i was like that's not the film that i was expecting it that i thought i had seen i can't wait to get to whatever this horrible boring film hold is. on and then we started a girl walks home alone at night and i was like it wasn't that film because in the beginning there's that big face of the transvestite um and i was like i would have remembered that shot later i was like no this is it because it was a girl in her room with a guy laying on the bed and i was like i think this is the film that i watched and i was so bored by it oh and now i think it's wonderful and i think i was too young when i watched it i think you have to have a refined palette and be very wise and sexy to appreciate this film or you've just got to be be very flexible and gorgeous you've got to be beaten down (laughs) by other vampire films by other vampire films because i remember watching this vampire film and being like "Mm." 
but not like I did today. Like today yeah. I was like, oh yeah. The pacing is really slow, but it's done well. It's not like unnecessarily slow like we've had in other films. It's slow and it's specific in its tempo. Yeah. Its shots are beautiful. There are very few flaws with it. Younger Casey would have watched this and been bored for mm. sure because it's longer and there's very little dialogue. The truth is if you are a film connoisseur, I think you'll watch A Girl Walks Homes, Homes Alones at Snights and you'll really appreciate its artisticness because it is yeah. a super artsy fartsy film because it's black and white because it's the stupidest part because it's black and white I fucking hate this it's film beautiful it's beautiful the depth of shadow that you get doing black and white instead of doing color film blah 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 note to self google film expertise here but i'm pretty sure that it takes more processing didn't we look this up once yes and you found out that that was not true damn it did i Wait, why is the fact that something takes more processing make it better? It is not more expensive. It's to do the black same with white. like fi- phyllo dough, like where you you got it's got to get so thin, you got to layer it and layer it and layer it and layer it, and then the same with a croissant. Yeah, but you know what, phyllo dough not that good. You, mm, I, I haven't, I can't have it. So I I really feel like black and white just makes things look dated. This film could have been done in color; it would have been stunning. I disagree violently. Let's go. Let's go curry. Why does black and white film look better? Ha ha. Here it is. I remembered this image too. Last time I looked this up. Black and white changes a movie thematically, providing atmosphere, tone, and visually providing stark contrasts. Stark contrast and that's what you needed in this film like how black her black cloak robe sorry hijab chic you think i got more black because it was in black and white i'm saying because it was in black and white the saturation of the blackness of that was more black <laughs> it was blacker uh-huh back in high school there was a t-shirt that i really wanted that was like i'm wearing black until they make a darker color but i hate logo t-shirts i think this thing you found on the internet just now is subjective i do think you are correct but i think it proves my point and so i agree with it you it doesn't prove your point it just proves your opinion you like the atmosphere it creates composition black and white photography removes any distraction of color and helps the viewer focus on other aspects such as subject textures shapes patterns and composition this doesn't really support your yes it does black and white composition we got to lose the composition but you could see that composition if it was in color no i'd be distracted by colors i'd be like i've never been distracted by color i don't know what happened in that last scene because her shirt was red no that's not what i'm saying did you turn me down yeah oh my god you're blowing your levels are we just manufacturing fighting because no we've we've argued about this before i would have preferred this film to be in color i to me it looks antiquated it looks dated and it doesn't add anything artistically it just doesn't add it takes things away you can say the same things you can say more with color because you have somebody designing costumes with a palette like you can make one person stand out by them wearing red and everybody else in the whole film is earth toned you know why movies are filmed in black and white because people are lazy Oh my goodness. I am going to fucking research. I'm putting it on my research list. I like that you think that there is like a factual thing that you can find on the internet. This is why my opinion is a fact. Not that it's not that they're better. It's just that you're saying you think that this film would be better if it was in color. And I think it was done in black and white on purpose. And it adds like the density and the contrast to the film. I mean, I think it was done in black and white on purpose too. And I think it was a terrible decision. (laughs) And that's why I'm going to do research and I'm going to come back at you okay with lots of opinions what are you suckers what do you think put it in the comments below put it in the comments below yeah also hit us up in discord suckers this is like the centuries-long argument is it it's we've had it like five times oh that's true i prefer color i think black and white is stupid i okay you know what we're gonna do we're gonna get mad max 
Fury Road. We're going to watch the color version. Then we're going to watch the chrome version. No, we'll watch the chrome version first. Stack the deck. You should be bored on the color version. And then you'd be like, you're right. Black and white was better. And I'll win. No, I feel like it was lacking. <sighs> the other thing I want you to leave in the comments below, Bloodsuckers, is I want to know if you give a shit a about us synopsizing the film or if you would just rather us launch into it and talk about it. Like we know. Do that you want to know what the story is? Yeah. Especially because I feel like some of these films you're not going to see. The, I think it's important to talk about the synopsis if they're not going to see it. Why? Because, Did you ask because them? Because we reference it and they won't know what we're talking about. But are they more delighted in our banter than they are in knowing what's going on i think the two go hand in hand well tell us is black and white film better than color is knowing what's going on better than not knowing what's going on i don't know i mean i don't think it's hard to give a synopsis of the film i don't know have you listened to us before yeah we've had challenges <laughs> okay <laughs> trivia there's very little story happening she's not wrong but so much story happening it's everything or nothing it's very very simple which i think it hit depth because it didn't over explain anything you had to do a lot of what you do when you're just shown beautiful black and white images in a series you create the context and the depth it had nothing to do with the fact that it was black and white all of the starkness and the contrast and the formation the black and whiteness is not why this film is good and the depth of fields it's an unfortunate the, shortcoming but it did not affect the story and the co composition She's grasping the, the straws here. She's really trying hard. Let's and the, give her a hand. The Let's give her a hand, everybody. The depth of... <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Director Anna Lily Amapur. A lady. A lady who bears a somewhat similar resemblance to Sheila Vand, the girl. Actually, the actually performed the skateboarding sequence in the film for the long shots. Amapur is a lifelong skateboarder. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Masuka, the cat, the, mm. the star of the film, was not originally written in the script, but Amapur was so impressed by his skills that she put him in the film. The cat had skills? The cat had skills. Do it's skill of being docile. Masuka, the cat, has a link for IMD. Oh, but he's only acted in one film. <laughs> there are no photos. Oh, it's right here. There's a photo. Hi. What terrible screen captures somebody I, got. I know. I'm really proud of him. He did good. He's so cute. Shot in Taft, California, despite the setting of the film being Middle Eastern. No kidding. Yeah. That's California? Yeah. They came to America to shoot this? I wonder if because maybe she would have been murdered. I don't actually know the politics, though. Well, this could have been done before the... Oh, wait, 2014? Uh-huh. No, it was well after. Yeah. Yeah, it was well after. And there's a shot where you see her boobs. Right? And I was like, how did they film this in Iran and there wasn't an uprising? The other sexually explicit... Like, blowjob? The, the, yes, the blowjob and the finger sucking. Yeah. And the... um. And now we, now we know how. It was filmed in America. Did they release it in Iran, does it say? I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet. Could she go home? Could she go back ever? Okay, keep going. Ninja from Die Antword. Die Antword. Sorry, there's an ant on my laptop and I'm just like amazed. How'd you get oh, there, there, buddy? What are you doing? Friend. Was he in the film? The ant? No. No, Ninja from Die Antword. <laughs> um, from Die Antword? Die Antword. It's a band. Yeah. Oh. Is the physical manifestation of what Amirpur? Amirpur. Wanted Saeed the pimp to look like. That is fitting. The guy from Deontward, though, is... They did well. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Tattoos. The guy in the film was much hotter. Very... Oh, that V. Oh, that man V. Woof. Yeah. Director Anna Lilianpour appears in the film playing Sheeran, the girl in the skeletal makeup and shirt at the party. Although Sheeran in the party scene, in the credits, she's listed as skeleton party girl. Anna Lilianpour teamed up with Radco to develop a series of graphic novels to accompany the film. It reveals more about the girl and bad city oh so we're just missing comic book context i see 
Huh. That comic book came after the film or before? Develop a series of graphic novels to accompany the film. Oh, so at the same time. Yeah, which makes me a little mad because there was context there. They just didn't give it to us. Yes. I like it and I want to get the graphic novels and I will, but I also am mad at it. I understand. Because there's answers I don't have. Anyway, the film was shot in 24 days. No shit. Is dang. that short? Well, yeah, that's short. Dang. At the beginning of the film, a character says he worked 2,191 days in order to earn the money to buy his car, mm-hmm. including one leap year that is exactly exactly six years. Wow. The word vampire is never said once in the film. It is not. The name Dracula is used, however. The first vampire story to be set in a Middle Eastern setting. Amazing. The tattoo on Saeed's scalp reads Jakesh. Per- oh, I was wondering about that. He has a hot scalp tattoo. Persian for pimp. What? Persian oh, for pimp. Oh, I feel bad for saying that. Well, the, it makes sense that the lady who's called the prostitute, mm-hmm. who should be called the sex worker. The character should have a name. But she does have a name. It's And we refer to her by name. Like, she tells tells us what her name is when you look at the cast on this it says Atti the prostitute just okay. like Saeed is the pimp okay got it Atti the sex worker but you remember when he was talking to her about sexual stuff and then she sucked on his finger and I was like that looks like a survival move yeah 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 I do 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 of the many posters above the bed of the girl four are instantly recognizable from albums music of the Bee Gees Princess Madonna Madonna Prince's 1979 self-titled debut Michael Jackson's thriller and Madonna however while the Bee Gees poster seems authentic it appears that imposters are posing in the Michael Jackson and Madonna posters this may have been done deliberately to create an unsettling atmosphere for the film like the Bee Gees is a real poster I mean I looked at that and went that's Madonna weird I wonder if you would notice if it was in color I probably Probably would. Mm-hmm. Anna Lily M. Poor's feature film directorial debut. What else has she done? That's what I'm about to find out. Look at her. Cute. She beautiful. Oh, she directed The Bad Batch. Weird. I don't know what that is. It's a weird film with sexy fish gentlemen. Uh, Jason Momoa. Oh, so I was like, sexy fish gentleman. Uh-huh. And it's about he cuts off her leg and eats it. It's a weird film. It's weird. Keanu Reeves is in it, which is weird. Masuka, the cat, initially refused to be in the film, but a few cans of sardines changed his mind. Uh-huh. Oh, he can be bought. Arash and the girl are in a romantic relationship by the end of the film. Okay. Totally weird romantic relationship. Although no sexual contact is ever shown between the two. Not even a kiss. Yeah. And here's what's intriguing about the film is she bites everybody else and turns them savagely not and for not, some reason he he doesn't there's something about him she doesn't she, turn them she murders them she murders oh and i'm she, sorry you're she, right she kills them she doesn't kill atty do you no think? but i think it's because she was protecting her yeah okay Fair I enough. think she destroys bad people and the pimp was a bad person and the guy's okay. dad was a bad person. So she was protecting her in her weird way. Listen to this. This is from Wikipedia. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night is a 2014 American Persian language horror Western film. That's so many genres. I know. Written and directed by Anna Lilian Poor. Promoted as the first Iranian vampire Western. Is it a Western? What makes a Western? Cowboys. Western film. Let's see. Genre set in the American frontier. It was filmed in the American frontier. Commonly associated with folk tales. Hostile, sparsely populated frontier. Kind of fits. Uh, kind of fits. It's the same with like neo-noir. There are elements that make it feel like that. A state of near or total lawlessness. I mean, they had a ditch of bodies. That they never explained. Because it's a lawless place. Bad city. Bad city. Nobody comes there. It's, bad. it's just a bad city. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of drugs and vampires. I buy it. I buy what they're selling. Ew. It was financed in part by a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo. 
Amazing. The film's protagonist, the girl, is a sort of anti-hero vigilante with a taste for bad men. As a vampire, she's able to roam the streets at night without being concerned for her safety, subverting the implications of on the film's title. She's the perpetrator, not the victim, and possesses agency and power that would not be typically reserved for her in an environment such as Bad City. Or, or Iran. Yeah. In this way, the film has feminist leanings. Rockabilly, a gender-bending minor background character who exists in the fringe of Bad City throughout the duration of the movie, acts as a silent observer to the events around them. Director Amanpour states that if there's one political thing in the movie, it's not chatter, it's rockabilly because it's not okay to be gay in Iran. Right. Uh, another thing I wondered about, and actually this makes more sense why it's Bad City and it's on the outskirts because this person is clearly transgendered. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, how is that possible? Or dressing in drag or, yeah. or Wikipedia just told them that it's a, a gay yeah. gentleman in Iran. So you know Miss Nose Job, who's so pretty and rich and seems to have a great life? Yeah. What is she doing in Bad City with I, diamond earrings and her perfect life? I wonder if she's clearly in a country estate. I wonder if she's outside of Bad City. Maybe. Like Another the, thing they didn't really explain. Yeah, on the in-between. Got a blood score of eight, by the way. Yeah, and you can find out more about that by joining the Patreon, which we already talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Indiegogo campaign was launched in 2012 to fund the feature-length version of the film. The campaign's goal of 55000 was surpassed. The project ended up with a total sum of $56,903. Amazing. Raised by 290 backers. Woo-woo. That's amazing. Okay, so it was filmed in the town of Taft in Kern County in Southern California. This allowed Amanpour to not be constrained by the restrictions of filming in Iran, which include having to obtain a filming permit and facing content censorship, such as the prohibition of almost all depictions of physical romantic love. I'm sorry, say that again? If she wanted to film in Iran... Iran. She would have to obtain a filming permit. So the government would have to give her a permit and she would face content censorship. If she filmed it in Iran, Uh, they would censor her. And she would have absolutely been censored. Yeah. So she was like, I'm telling my story in California. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That answers many questions. Oh, yeah. So the content was inspired by spaghetti westerns like those of Sergio Leone featuring a mysterious lone anti-hero with a vigilante streak. Got it. Mm -hmm. However, genres reimagined with a female lead. Smart serves as a homage to its legacy of predecessors, especially 1922's German expressionist film Nosferatu. Two echoes of the film are seen in the choice, the choice of shooting in black and white. (laughs) The use of shadows, black and white shadows. And the minimal dialogue. The film's dialogue is entirely Persian, and the film blends elements of Iranian culture with the spaghetti Western vampire imagery described above. They did great. Which Amapur and Vincent selected in an effort to emphasize the bleak, otherworldly atmosphere of the film. Yeah, so maybe it was black and white because they wanted to make it look bleak and boring. How dare you? Amapur has stated that graphic novels are a major source of inspiration for her. The visual language of the film is not unlike that of comic book, with its high contrast monochrome aesthetic don't graphic novels and comic books use color some of them do but some of them don't actually additionally bad city the fictional location in which the film is set may perhaps be a nod to frank miller's sin city shot in black and white with pops of color sin city was black and white do you not remember sin city i do i don't remember being black and white it was black and white stupid oh okay well it's why i forgot completely about it because it faded into nothing it did have very beautiful stylistic red in it and like glowy white and stuff it was beautiful I do remember the glowy white yeah that was more interesting to me because it was more actually like a comic book you know this one was just yeah. like we're lazy wow 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 but the mostly gentlemen of the rotten tomatoes 
gave it a 96%. Impressive. Right? Thanks, RT. Even though we don't like you. That's all the trivia I have for you. Okay. Treatment of the female character. I love this. I don't think, I, I don't think that sentence has ever come out of our mouths before. So, first of all, she is a vicious vampire. Yeah. She is a wolf in sheep's clothing, which makes me think she is very old. Well, like the way that she waited for the pimp to come up to her. You thought the pimp was making all these power play moves when she followed him home? And it was her. Yeah, whole time. Pimp is an asshole and he's an asshole thing. So, she, the film gives you the idea that she can sense when things are happening to people and so the pimp did shitty things and so she sees him and she follows him and he turns around and he's like are we gonna do this or not because he knows he's being followed the implication being like are we gonna bone or what slut um and she's like we're gonna bone and she goes home with him and says nothing as he ignores her and does cocaine and randomly lifts weights and takes off his shirt and then he comes over and rubs his finger across her lips and she lets him put it in her mouth and her fangs come out and he's like what the fuck but it's like confusing he's him, like I guess. he's cocaine amazed is what happened he he's went whoa amazed. i must be very high <laughs> cocaine amazed in the middle of the sexiness quote unquote sexiness bites his finger off and then annihilates him here's the thing though she bites his whole because his whole index finger is in her mouth yeah she bites it clean off he's screaming in agony he like backs away from her and falls down on the ground is like holding his hand and look, looking at her in terror and like being real cocaine freaked out and she walks towards him slowly as her mouth is smeared in blood and slowly ejects the finger from her mouth and if i'm remembering correctly she, she puts it in his yeah she puts it in his and then she fucking devours him there's no special effects in this except her teeth i don't know how they did that it's very cool it's very cool her teeth come out very fast and it looks very real i don't know if they just speed up the film when she goes to eat somebody all of a sudden she moves very aggressively and quickly you're looking at a being that is much more powerful than this film will ever depict is because she scares a child for no particular reason other than forcing him to be good his whole life she terrorizes him into being good her teeth come out she's like are you a good boy and he's like yes are you a good boy don't lie and she just terrorized it's a really wonderful powerful scene and in the middle of it when she's at her most terrifying like her voice turns into the voice of a demon down growly demonic lower done very well though yeah and you're like oh shit this is an old being yeah um it reminds me a little of ellie from Let the Right One In where they would do like those really subtle changes they would like dilate her eyes to be cat eyes for a hot second you'd mm. be like what 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 definitely was a lot of feminist power in this film talk about treatment of the female character in regards to we had the very pretty nose job mm -hmm. girl who was using her sexuality to get what she wanted right because of the way that she came on to our dude in the beginning when she was like laying on the bed arash but she was playing with him like a teenage girl does Mm -hmm. and then the ecstasy moment and then he tried to kiss her and she's like no get off of me and then he goes away then you had the powerful vampire human that was preying on dangerous men and wearing a not what was she wearing uh i don't know what that's called I, I've seen them. This is a great artistic move because they don't mention vampires or anything. I didn't realize it or halfway through the film. It's like an homage to a Dracula cape. I mean, her hair is covered and her head is covered and it's kind of like a giant cape that she can wrap around herself, um, but she doesn't. She just has normal clothing on underneath, but she always wears this and you only see it on one other person in the film. There's somebody else that is wearing this giant. It's not a burka. Maybe it's a chador. 
or Kimar. K-H-I-M-A-R. Kimar. It went all the way down to her feet. It was an interesting choice artistically. And then we realized, oh, it is a Dracula cape, but perfectly played because it's a religious piece of clothing. I think it might just be an unpinned chador. 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 Persian. Urdu. Okay. Outer garment or open cloak worn by many women in Persian-influenced countries of Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and to a lesser extent, Tajikistan. I can never... Tajikistan. Tajikistan. Yeah. But it was great because it looked like a Dracula cape. And it looked really, really dark and stark oh my God. and contrasty because of the black and white film. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Marie could pay attention because there was no color. Yep. She was able to see the meaning behind the cape because she wasn't distracted by blue and yellow. Shush. <laughs> I'm going to get the graphic novelist. I'm going to report back because I wonder usage before the 1978-1979 Iranian revolution, black chadors were worn by many women and girls for different purposes. Light printed fabrics, the norm for everyday wear. Black ones they would wear to funerals. So I wonder if it's associated with when she was turned. What do you mean? If she wore it before she was oh yeah turned. I don't know. Because it is a religious piece, yeah. which is surprising because vampires don't take religion. But we also have no idea about the religious lore and we don't know when she was turned and we don't know if she was turned or if she was born. Born. We don't know. We don't know any of that. And then we had the sex worker who was trying to make ends meet in bad city she sold drugs for the pimp apparently did sex work sex stuff though that was kind of mysterious we never actually saw her do sex stuff i don't think we could have because iran but it was filmed in california i know it was filmed in california but i i wonder if we didn't want to be explicit about that either just for the sake of iran i don't know i don't think so because they showed the vampire's boobs that's true at one point and they had this seriously implied blowjob yeah that's true or i'm sorry blowout the blowout they had a seriously implied blowout the film wasn't very sexually charged though no it really wasn't it really wasn't which was nice it was more charged with abuse tones than you know, it was i think because they didn't do a good job of laying down it was kind of confusing what she was the whole time because she sold drugs she answered to the pimp she gave him a blowjob that didn't seem like she, she wanted she didn't to. want to yeah. um we didn't see her turning tricks with anybody else and she like knew the old man because she sold him drugs and then he was like dance for me like you used to and then he forced her to do drugs against her will yeah it was just weird i didn't understand how she was existing in life like what her job really was yeah i mean she was an important character and had to be there i appreciate her sarah marie and i are going to recreate one of the scenes from the film yes he's gonna be the vampire i'm gonna be the prostitute would be great tropes are messy mouth messy mouth this bitch had a messy mouth common or overused theme or device a cliche i think vampires not talking is a great cliche okay that we don't see enough of so it's not a cliche never mind you think it's a trope no <laughs> it's very nosferatu for sure there's not much in there there's tropey there's really really not it's messy mouth is the only thing it's a very unique beautiful loneliness i She's, think they is a showed trope. her sleeping yeah i couldn't tell if she could be a day walker at night because it was black and white so you didn't know she could not she said that great glad they explained it how dare she was fast she was strong she needed blood she couldn't eat human food oh she could not eat human food those are all the lore items really wanted that burger she wasn't eating me too only came out in the nighttime. Loved cats. Cats were not averse to her, which is a trope you can see in other films where mm-hmm. animals are like, hiss. Yeah. But Maruko was like, I love you. I'm you know, a great cat. Her room was so great. Yeah. Well decorated and everything and like really defined her character that when she was packing up to leave, I was like, what are you going to do with all your stuff, though? The perfect, <laughs> perfect stuff. Oh, you cared about it. Her room was great. 
it was such a lovely little nook what was your favorite scene the scene where she terrorized a child yeah yeah mine was her biting off the finger of the guy and that's pretty good slowly yeah loved it but i also really loved when arash was high that was a great great high scene he did well i love nose job girl anytime she was there i was like this is great and i don't know because that character was so well written or well played both but but yeah both this whole film is filled with great acting yeah and great writing oh yeah every time she was there first she was distractingly beautiful but then i she just did such a great job of being that character she was like that girl influencer character she went to the costume party and was like the sexy insert now just in a bustier she, which is appropriate and then of course she was like do drugs with me don't you want to do drugs with me i'm gonna flirt with you don't kiss me gross you're poor he stole her earrings and there was never any where the fuck are my expensive diamond earrings yeah she was that rich where she was like i guess i lost them I get another pair ear piercing scene was delightful that was delightful he stole the earrings and brought them to his vampire love but she didn't have pierced ears so she was like well i guess you're gonna have to pierce them now mm-hmm. with the safety pin but this was all done with no dialogue mm-hmm. and then he did and it's kinky because when she got the first one pierced and turned away and her fangs came out the look on her face was that was pain and and I liked it. Yeah. And then he was like, we don't have to do the second one. She's like, do it. It was great. We already talked about what's going on with us. But is there any more things that are going on with you? Like how much blood have you lost? What's, um, what's going on? Uh, last night, you'll hear about this really late. It was New Year's. So I I did a fire gig. Except it wasn't fire because it was inside. So I just used LEDs. And it was crazy. And it just boggles my mind how smashed people get. How smashed people get. This was a entire party full of hundreds of people. It was packed and everybody was tanked, slurring, couldn't stand up. It was bizarre. I was kind of thinking about that too because Brian and I went to our friend's vow renewal ceremony because mm-hmm. they got married in COVID. And so this was the first time and it was like from 6.30 to 10.30. Everyone was super chill, super cute, lovely. So many lovely people where there was a lovely ceremony. We left to 8.39 and you could already see the partying mm-hmm. and the like ramping up yeah, starting and the people walking in their crazy outfits and yeah. I just had this thought of like do people really still get wasted oh, for yeah. fun? So hard. Weird. So hard. I'll tell you this story too because I was working the party I got a VIP wristband and I could go to the green room which was for other VIPs and the employees and sometime in the night three girls showed up that were dressed alike they were dressed as flamingos so this is how flamingo dresses everybody first of all they have boob jobs bustier you know those metal tops that are like thin metal and they drape across you chainmail lighter than chainmail more glamorous than chainmail belly dancing coins metal no metal fabric lame no it's this metal fabric that is in mini dresses and tiny shirts a lot chainmail no I don't know what the name is it's not chainmail cool people know what i'm talking about it was that and it was like the tiniest tops that just cover their boobs to the point where you're like watching them you're like i am going to see a nipple fall out mm. it is only a matter of time were they showing under boob or were they showing top boob top boob oh, okay top boob for sure and side boob and then tiny pink mini skirts and then really high pink boots and then giant pink feathers in their hair because they were flamingos of course and i hadn't actually seen this in real life the people the girls that people make fun of that are like influencers and super on instagram and just walk around and like they're quote-unquote perfect in every way and took them 30 minutes to make a video of them all going three two one happy new year and then kissing each other like Ugh. that was their experience at this party was making this video just watched it and i was like oh my god it's real 
real. Not that I want to trash talk women that I've never really met. It was a cliche and they were so hot and naked. Like it was, they were upsettingly attractive. It was weird. Do they seem like good people? No, they seemed really shallow. They seem nice. I mean, they might be good people, but I didn't talk to them. I just observed. Sure. I mean, it's a trope for a reason. It's a cliche for a reason. What about you? Nothing much. Nothing much. Nothing much. Uh, The world's about to start. By the world, I mean, I'm about to start working on upcoming projects. We're about to go on a romp to set our annual goals for Little Renegade. I'm about to jump into classwork in acting class. I'm about to give classwork for my acting classes. Like, it's all about to go. And I am officially starting to not eat sugar like a dumpster like I have been for the past since Christmas. So... Next week, I may have a terrible headache or I may be asleep. I'm not sure. Or I may be great. I may be Watch like, something you've seen before. Last night, I stayed up till 1.30, like out with the people. And I was so punch drunk. Like I don't drink alcohol. And we we're sitting around a bonfire. And we we're having a beautiful time. We we're talking about our intentions. And by the end of it, I was just like, bleh, bleh. were you tired? Yes, I was tired. Mm-hmm. I got tired like, like a drunken toddler gets tired. It was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know what are we doing? Uh, Sally, one of our friends looked at me and said, okay you are tired i was like mm-hmm. that's funny it was hilarious because put your cute butt to bed uh, yeah pretty much we we're like on the last round of a game it's like a very introspective game that you play at the end of the oh, year interesting called vertellus okay and it's lovely and she's like we got to finish up this round because everybody's gonna fall asleep and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> she can only make sounds pretty much fantastic the sources are the life we referenced wikipedia imdb we watched this film on the criterion channel because it's art casey Ugh. i know there are so many black and white films on the criterion channel i believe it in our alternate reality right we're watching lord of the rings and doing a podcast there's now <laughs> another alternate reality where we're watching black and white films speaking of our other alternate the lord of the rings podcast uh-huh I was chatting with my boss at my work gig and we were talking about clothing and accessories for some reason. And he was like, yeah, see this one. Do you know what this one is? And he was pointing at a ring on his hand in it. And he had just been to New Saudi Zealand? Arabia. Oh. Saudi Arabia. And it had, it looked like Arabic writing on it. And I was like, oh, is that, I don't know. Did you get that in Saudi Arabia? And he looked at me and he was like, are you serious right now? And I was like, I don't. And he took it off. I held it and he was like, you don't know what that is? And I was like, no. No, and he's like, look, it's on the inside too. And I was like, I, he's like, that's Lord of the Rings. That's a ring from Lord of the Rings. And I was like, he had a ring of power. Yeah, you didn't even know it was a ring of power. I didn't. We got it. We got to do it. He was so excited, and I had to tell him that I didn't really watch it. And he was like, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the ring to end all rings. <laughs> I smart. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Anyways, thanks suckers yeah you know what suckers we love we love you we yeah. promise we're gonna equally. fight we're, we love you all equally we, absolutely but only mostly Ser- seriously seriously though <laughs> we super love you we can't wait for the upcoming year so many wonderful things are gonna happen for us and for you promise to fight better next time yeah we'll fight more yeah we'll fight more it'll be upsetting and wonderful yeah we love you we love you later suckers ah. Bloodsuckers is a podcast by Little Renegade Films. It stars Casey Samee and Sarah Marie Curry. Executive produced by Travis Donald. Silent contributions by Taylor Novak and Stephanie Slayton. Title and closing theme are by Tosin Awubeso. Follow us on the social medias at BloodsuckersPod. And for more of our offerings, go to littlerenegadefilms.com. I'm a vampire. A vampire. I'm a vampire.